Guys, and tonight we're going to be doing another series or another episode of the Beyond the Dragon series. We'll be talking about crested geckos and gargoyle geckos tonight with two of the homies, Penny and Anthony. What's up? What's up? Let's get here. We're going to get Anthony in here. Sheesh. What up? What's up? Where's Anthony at? Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, you know, he's lagging. He's lagging. <laughs> Always Bro, why doesn't it just, like, zoom into my face? Uh, it does that because you're sharing the screen now with me, bro. I want to see your pretty face. Oh, there's the man. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? What up? Good vibes? What up? Free? What up? What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Ugly. <laughs> Why are you always hating, MG? <laughs> ugly. You're so ugly. Beautiful <laughs> close-up. What you talking about? Sheesh. Sheesh. He only said that because he wants a paradox from me. <laughs> hey, Valerie. <laughs> what up, Kay? I can hear Anthony. You got volume? Yeah, I can hear yeah, you. Yeah, you got volume. Okay, okay. okay. Alright, what's up guys? So like I was saying, Beyond the Dragon, we are going to be doing a special series. Once a month, uh, one of our podcasts will be dedicated to talking about other species of reptiles, something you may be interested in uh, breeding or keeping in the future. So we're going to be bringing on some breeders that, to talk about different species and uh, kind of go over the, the whole you know, give you the 101, everything you need to know, not necessarily breeding-wise, but keeping-wise. Um, there might be some breeding information in there, too, but this is really just to inform you on other species of reptiles. That is what this uh, series of the podcast is dedicated to. Before we get started, I do want to give a shout-out to all of our sponsors, Travis at Cool Dragons, Anthony at Golden Line Cresties, Penny at LA Exotics, John from Extreme Dragons, Christy from JK Dragons, Jason from High Desert, Steven from Sapphire Dragons, Colin from Superfly Dragon Guy, and Ryan from Prizy Reptiles. Woo! That's a mouthful. What's up, what's up, everybody? So how's everyone doing tonight? <clears throat> this is the place to be on a Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you guys already know. Yes, sir, yes, sir. <clears throat> I always got to take a hit before I... <laughs> so uh to start off the podcast you know i got i, I got a bunch of questions guys i got a bunch of questions I bet. let's go, but, let's go. Uh, first you guys already know we got anthony with golden line cresties we got penny with la exotics but for everybody that doesn't know you guys uh where are you guys from and located and how can they get a hold of you go ahead penny um, from LA, California, <laughs> South Central, pretty much. I'm mainly on my Instagram. My phone number is up there. I got, I do got a morph market. That's uh, pretty much it. So hit him up on his IG at LA underscore right exotics reptiles. Right, you got the underscore in there. Yep. All right. And Anthony, what's up, guys? I'm Anthony, uh, owner of Goldline Cresties. Um, uh, born and raised in Torrance in LA. 
I'm now resided in uh, Hemet, California, about an hour and a half away. Um, we do have Instagram. We do have Facebook. Um, never been a big Facebook fan, but I'm now jumping back on that platform. And then for everybody who does know, my phone number is on Instagram. All right, so reach out to him. Link in the bio, you know what I mean? If you're trying to get that number. <laughs> the late at night. Like you said, the Facebook, man, Facebook's a terrible fucking platform for reptiles. I just want to I just want to put that out there. Like, there's no positive information on Facebook given out. Like, it's just, which is crazy because, like, you think about it. Instagram, people use their, their handles, right? They don't use their real names. They don't give out any information. But people on Facebook give out all their information, and then they'll talk hella shit about you. It's all backlash. Your address right there. Like, I'm about to pull up on you or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that shit. So crazy. Uh, Facebook, though, terrible. Like, I haven't found one good reptile, like, group or any. We're not even going to get on that. It's terrible. All right, guys. So. Out of all species, what made you guys choose geckos and the specific ones you guys work with? So they uh, tonight, Anthony's going to be answering all the crusty questions for us, and uh, Penny's going to be on gargoyles. If uh, he doesn't know anything, Anthony said he'll uh, hop in and answer the question for Penny. On gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Basically, so yeah. Get into the specific uh, species. Go ahead, Penny. I'll let you go. You can oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> before I did even geckos and stuff, I was doing some other projects. This was like, what, three years ago that I went to a Pomona show, which I didn't know no one. So some guy let me hold a gargoyle gecko. And, bro, it was like, it was a reticulated one, but it was huge. And, like, I just liked how it looked. But <clears throat> their prices are just kind of up there even for babies, so I barely got into it, like, what, a year and a half ago? Uh, it's pretty much the way they look, bro. What do they feel like? They look like they feel like an old lady. Uh, so they're pretty They're pretty soft, like, almost all New Caledonian geckos are pretty soft. It's just, once you get to the head part, they feel like, you can feel their bones because of the horns they got. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Anthony? Um, me personally, I've always been around reptiles and stuff like that. Um, I've been through iguanas, bearded dragons, um, monitors, but something about crested geckos always kind of came back to me. And the fact that it's never ending with the color mutations or the pattern form, I kind of felt like an artist at work all the time. And I just felt like I was something I wanted to stay in, to be honest. That's basically about it. Nice. And, uh, so how long have you actually been breeding Cresties? Um, I've been doing breeding Crested Geckos. I've actually took it into um, hobby slash business form almost 12 years ago. Nice. So you've been around the block for a little bit. You can say that, yeah. I've seen a lot of old-time breeders um, kind of give me a little bit of pointers and kind of things I would never have noticed, an outside view, I guess. So right. it was pretty cool. What about you, Penny? How You said you just got into the to the guards. So how yeah, for Gargoyles, it's only been a year and, like, a year and a half, bro. 
but before I even got one, like I did my research, like I didn't even know there was other forms. Like I just thought it was just reticulated when I first saw my first one. That's how I felt with beardies. When I first got my first beardie, I thought they were all normals. And like, <laughs> yeah, well, like this was cool. And then like, as I like look into it and see other people's, I'm like, wait, where that red, where that stripe come from? Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's how it starts. That's how you fall in love. See that that crazy board or. Yeah, like the genetic stripes and, and reticulated pythons, I think that's like the coolest shit. But any other morph, like, I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. There's but, just so many, bro. You got the stripes, you got the reticulated, the blotch, mosaics. What, hold on. So, how many morphs do they? There's not that many, right? There's quite a few. In gargoyles? I think Cresties have more than gargs. But they're still not crazy like ball pythons, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and what what is your uh, what's your favorite morph out of the gargoyle gecko? As of now, it would be it'll be the rest stripes. Yeah. yeah, I seen that one you picked up at this last Pomona show. That's just... Yeah, I like that one. That one's mixed with a blotch. That's why you see the whole spots in the bottom. And what about you, Anthony? What are the what are the morphs you like to work with with Cresties? I know everybody's all time favorites is going to be the the Lily White. When it first came out, it was definitely on top of my list. But seeing the market just saturated, to be honest, I kind of reverted back to my normal traits that I really like, and that's going to be known as the Extreme Harlequins with the the drippy traits passed on down to it. So that's it's kind of, those are three different traits, but that's like my perfect mixture that I'm still going hard at. What's a what's a drippy trait for all these uh all these noobs like me that don't know shit about Cresties? Um, I can grab one out, but I did just spray them, so I want to grab them out in a little bit. But basically, you got your traditional pinstripes and your Harlequins and stuff. Um, so when we talk about the drippy trait, you have the dorsal pattern, correct? That's where you get the Harlequin uh, mixed in on the sides. And then the pinstripe straight down. Um, a good example is I can definitely just show you right here. Um, just a little quick view. This a customer's picking this up tonight. Is if you can see the back pattern, you see the full pin right there. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you do get lucky, and if you breed it correctly, which this gecko is not working with me, you can see a couple of dots from the very top right here. And the more that it has its traits, it just keeps seeping down where it connects to the sides and stuff. So, all right, it's it's very sought after, but it is kind of hard to work on it. So, it's something that you know we already accomplished over the last four or five years, and we're just trying to make it more and more every year. And and uh, crested and gargoyles both are New Caledonian. Correct. Yeah, along with a couple other species. Yes. Um, so would you guys say that crested geckos or gargoyle geckos are good pets? Like just for not somebody breeding someone that just wants to keep a pet. Go ahead, ben, I, I, think, I think so, bro. And I mean, as, think so? as every as every reptile, every reptile has babies and stuff. They they might try to bite you. Might there's a possibility to it. But honestly, these are so easy to like take care of. Like you don't need no heat light. You don't need no UVB. We keep them in 
well, us breeders keep them in tubs for more space and stuff, which is like these. Okay, the shoebox tubs. So all you have to do is put some holes in it, you know, for air and stuff. It's just gargoyles have um could handle more humidity than Cresties. But for me, they're like an excellent pet to start with, a small pet to start with. Nice. So uh, what about you, Anthony? Why do you think crested geckos make good? Do, don't they lose their tails, like throw their tails so often? So, yeah, that's what I was about to get into. It, it, I think it's a great pet um, when it comes to responsibility and definitely um, just the nature of the animal to be more docile and everything. Um, do I think it's for everybody starting off as a first pet? I don't believe so. Um, just majority of them. Um, if you have a wild child, definitely is not me personally. I definitely don't think it should be their own pet unless it's supervised. Um, it should definitely be something that's a little bit more um, sturdy. So from a three year old, you know. <laughs> but but when we talk about care and everything, you know, most of them don't need the UVB heat lamps. They're pretty much room temperature, nocturnal and stuff. So for that a lot of parents do gravitate towards them because it cuts a lot of costs in half, so. Yeah, so, fuck, bearded dragons cost me probably, like, two, three hundred bucks. I mean, I got a lot of them, it's not much, but, like, two hundred, three hundred bucks in electricity at least. Yeah, and even so for the tail part, like, they do end up losing them, but for Cresties, they can't regrow them back. Gargoyles can it just doesn't come out looking the same as the whole entire gargoyle anymore. Is that where that that. Nub, nub life comes from when people are like, yeah, my crushies in nub life. Yeah, we call it, we call it the frog butts. <laughs> oh. All right, so uh, if they're so easy to take care of, they're good, they're good pets. What does their diet consist of? Are you going crustage or gargoyles? We'll go, we'll go gargs first. And so on everything. <laughs> what I use is a mix. Well, I use Pangeas and crickets. Show them the Pangea. Pangea. Let me show you a Pangea bag. Bro. <laughs> How are those baby chicks doing, man? Bro, they're, they're ridiculous. <laughs> they're annoying. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to shut up. I got to be in the background. So for Pangea, it'll be these bags. This is what, a medium? Uh, yeah, yeah. These right, are so medium. So you mix you mix two parts water with one part of this. I guess it's like Beardy, beardy Buffet or the Grub. It's kind of it, like the, it's the Grub Pie and stuff like that, yeah. It's kind of like that, but it just doesn't get hard. You leave it in there for like 24 hours and then you take it away. Um, if you make a little extra, this is where I put the extra, stick it in the fridge for seven days. It's pretty good, much good still. And it's easier to like pour on the little cups and stuff. But besides that, sometimes I mix in some other Pangea product that they have and a little bit of calcium in it and mix it up. Okay. And then there's, there's different types of food. So I usually use this one and sometimes I'll mix it with growth and breeding, which is a great bag. It's usually for like pregnant females and stuff. And what about uh, Cresties, Anthony? What are, you, what are you feeding all the, the army you got over there? So I'm, I'm basically running the same program uh, LA Exotic does. 
um, just because I don't know for people who know, crested geckos are more a lot more timid than the gargoyles. So in their natural ha habitats, they stay more in the trees and hidden in the crevices. So what they do is once they have very good sense of smell versus eyesight, that once the fruit starts to slowly rot away before it drops, they can smell it and they tend to go nibble at it. So what I like to do is I like to use the five forms of Pangea, Rapashi, or um, the, what do they call it? The Lombardi or whatever? The Lombardi? Yeah, Lombardi. Yeah. So for the Pangea, I like to give them a mix just in case some customers are allergic to certain um, scent or flavor and stuff. So there's going to be your papaya, which is the green bag, banana and apricot, which is your orange bag, insects is a red bag growth and formula for breeders and juveniles to get bigger would be your gray bag and then you have watermelon that's your green bag um once i do that that's the majority of the diet i i like to feed every other day during summer and spring fall and winter i kind of crank it down to maybe two possibly uh two possibly three a week and so it's two times pangea or the fruit mix and then one once a week crickets, just so they can kind of keep that natural um, instincts. Is that the and, only thing you feed them? No mealworms, no nothing like that? Just crickets? Um, some people do do mealworms, but like we were talking about, again, is they're more on the timid side. So you oh, yeah. usually never see them on the ground. Crickets, beetles, all that stuff is going to be the stuff that's crawling up the bark and stuff versus the worms. So. Yeah, and then you got the fig and insects. The orange, but is it orange? Yeah, so there's six flavors. I forgot they added one. I forgot that one. But that one's usually good when you mix it with uh, apricot, watermelon, or uh, what's the other one? The other fruit? The banana and apricot? The, or the banana. I think banana one. And then uh, every every so often, I like to just grab like um, a fresh banana, um, a papaya, um, <coughs> stuff like that, and I'll actually blend it with the fruit mix. So they can get some of that actual like vitamins and minerals that's fresh versus powder. Yeah, and then for gargoyles, they some just don't eat crickets. They won't eat nothing live. They'll stay straight with Pangea. All right, there you guys go. I seen that was actually a question. So it's getting hot. I'll be right back. Um, it's hot. <laughs> we'll get a, we'll get Wearing a, those tight ass clothes, of course. <laughs> So, Penny, how long does it take to grow a gargoyle gecko from baby to adult, and what are the uh, what are the weights that you're looking for? From baby to adult, it honestly depends on how you feed them. It's usually two years. That's when they'll sexually mature, too. Two years, you said? Well, they sexually mature, like, in 15 to 18 months. <laughs> but a, a grown, grown one would probably be, like, a year and a half or two. And what's a... What's a sexual mature size or adult size a weight um uh, it should be i want to say 30 grams for males it's because males are uh, mature faster than females usually for females i usually like to wait it's almost like a beardy two years and you'll have them 50 grams and up okay males usually once they have their their nuts to so go ahead <laughs> mutation creations in that yeah, I saw that. I was going to say, what's up, the Billy? What up, Billy? I don't know if you're still here. Shit, that's crazy. All right, so uh, the females, you said 50 grams. Males, you said 30? 
No, males could be roughly between 30 and up. They sexually mature faster than females. Okay. And uh, Anthony, the question was, um, how long does it take to grow uh, for you to be a crescent gecko from baby to adult? And what are the weights? Okay. The weights, um, given male or female, we like to try to knock it at 40 and 45 ratio for male to female. Um, now, with that being said, everybody's going to have their typical, you know, little say and do this and do that. Um, what I've noticed with a lot of breeders is their geckos tend to stay smaller a lot longer than the ones I personally produce. Um, more than a handful of customers tell me, hey, your geckos are usually right on the insects when I get them. Um, there's a lot of YouTube stuff you see out there where Tiki's geckos and other people were saying that they would normally get blown up with calls after like an expo or a shipment saying, hey, my gecko's not eating crickets. But with me, like I said, I like to stay on a regimen. And um, so they're constantly getting that um, scenario, right? And with my geckos, my adult males, they'll mature from a baby to an adult. I mean, I have 10, 11 month old geckos that surpass the size of my three-year-old male that I purchased from somebody else. So everybody thinks I do something special with them, but it's honestly just my feeding regimen. And my females, they still have to build the follicles. They'll get to size in about a year and a half. Um, most will breed around a year and a half to two years, though. Males will start breeding for me about 10 months to 12 months. And what's the If I allowed them to. What's the weight a breeding female should hit? Minimum 45. Why? Uh, some might say is you're going to get the deduction of weight when it comes to the lake egg, uh, lake egg laying. So you kind of want to take that under consideration. Once they drop those eggs, they probably drop down to 38, 35 grams. So that's a big portion out of their system. And anything over 45, you kind of tend uh, to see them put on just a little bit extra weight and packing more calcium and stuff like that. Okay. What type of geckos for Cresties? Crested, New Caledonian geckos, basically, because the information we're sharing for the Crested and Gargoyles kind of go with the Chihuahuas a little bit, but there's a little bit different care. Uh, Lichianish geckos with a little different care, so you kind of apply it to everything, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. So very similar, easy to take care of. Um, now, how easy are they to breed? Uh, go ahead. Brandy, you're first on everything. I forgot. <laughs> Why? Well, that's what you said. That's what we came up with. So we're not getting this. Where was this? <laughs> nah, but um, for me, honestly, um, I haven't really, I have never bred a crafty, so I wouldn't know. But scene-wise, it's probably harder to breed a gargoyle than Cresty. Oh, gargoyle, yeah. no, doubt. Crest, no doubt. From what I've seen and what I've seen on Anthony, Cresties will will smash right in front of you. If <laughs> they smash. If yeah, not. you could put two gargoyles together in a tub trying to smash, and and you won't. It's rare to see it. They they just like <laughs> they like their privacy pretty much. So they're not they're not 
that easy to put on the cargo that could look I'll show you right now. So basically I'm gonna go off a little bit on Penny. Um just from the years that I've had and I dealt with different scenarios too, because not all two types of geckos are the same, is um for people who know Lichianus and Chihuahuas, they can get very territorial and they, they choose their mates basically. Um, gargoyles do have that mentality, but not as strong. So they can be fine for a breeding season, two breeding season, and all of a sudden you add like an extra female or rotate something, something can get triggered in their brain and they can switch on them right away. I've had a big female introduced to two smaller females and a male. They both double teamed her. And by the time I checked her and um, the other day, she was already like kind of, not doing too well, basically. That's crazy. Yeah. So crested geckos, they have a, like I said, you know, they have that more of the the docile um, energy, I guess, and uh, mentality that if they just don't want to do anything, the female will act up and kind of go at the male and be like, "Hey, I don't want this." And then if the male is strong enough to overpower, it just happens, and then that's about it. But usually, you don't see a lot of deaths and stuff like that. Penny, where the fuck are you going into the dungeon, bro? <laughs> I'm getting them a gargoyle gecko. I know, he's literally going through. He's like, which one's good enough to put on our podcast? No, I was flipping my, my thing. <laughs> I can literally grab one right now for you, Penny, for people who just asked. Literally, two yeah, seconds. No one's going to see your fingers a lot. Guarding the front door, he has to walk out of the dungeon and go get him. Dang, I went dark. It went dark, literally. Got you, bug. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah, actually, the next question uh, I have for you guys, and someone asked, what what is a typical enclosure size? So I see a lot of people use the uh, the eighteen by eighteen by like I think or twelves. So, so oh, go ahead, Penny. I forgot you keep going first. Go what do you mean <laughs> for enclosure? No, that's go ahead. Oh, um, it all depends. Like I said, for us breeders, we use these tubs and stuff, but um. Usually, like, I mean, say if you want one for display or something, you'll use a, is it 12 by 12 by 18? I think it's a 12 by 12 by 18. It's like a glass yeah, one. Yeah. That's, what, that's, that's what I see a lot of people use. But, like, like Josh, he uses those as his breeding and how he keeps his geckos. So, you know, everyone has their preference. I have PVC for my adults. I use tubs for my babies and subs. And what those were just like typical like shoebox size tubs, right? Uh, are they? I'm not sure. They got them from Target, but I don't think a shoe will fit there. Yeah, well, yeah. not my, so, not my like shoe. Kids' kid size shoes and um, women's smalls. You can get them at Home Depot and um, Target and stuff like that. I pay like a dollar eighty-seven or something per box. Look, let me show you how I keep mine. So let me move this guy out the way. Shoes are that big. Look, so how I keep mine is not all of them have bark, but usually it's the bark, the paper towel, you missed it, that's their food, and that's pretty much how it looks. Right. Yeah, you know, mad doggy my gecko, I saw that. No, I'm trying to look at the comments. They're like, Where did you where do you get your PVCs and stuff like that, Penny? My PVC, I got it from some guy, but I wouldn't get it from him anymore. I am trying to look to get the ones from Tomorrow Design because they're a six condos, so it, I'll be – I could house more. Hey, your wait time just increased by six months, Penny. <laughs> what, are the, what are the temps 
keep them at, Penny? I get first dibs. <laughs> what? What are the temps you keep them at? So it's pretty much room temperature, man. Um, since oh, everything, huh? What is room temp? <laughs> hey, YouTube Billy, thank you, bro. Uh, yeah. Room temp for me would be like, what's room temp for me? Like about like seventy-five to seventy-eight. Okay. okay. The coldest, okay. the coldest, okay. it'll probably okay. drop. All right. <laughs> the coldest, it'll probably drop here will be like around what sixty. Okay, so they can get as low as 60 and as high as 78, you said? They could get lower because mines have been to, like, 55 and stuff. So it all depends. It's just at night, everything's off. All my lights are off, so everything just cools down. But they don't need lights. It's just because my iguanas are in the same room as them. Do you use heat pads or anything, or they just uh, No. Not at all. All right. Uh, can you, or this goes for both of you guys, um, can you cohabitate either species? For gargoyles, I mean, you could have the male and female together. Sometimes you could have them like that for life. I've never tried having two females. I know it's doable. I've seen it. So it's, it all depends. But two males, you cannot. They will fight. Yeah, I think that's with any species. As long as you, if you put two males in anything. Yeah. What? Um, so, like I said, that's another controversial thing. Um, me, personally, uh, I know Penny said he's never tried a trio of gargoyles. I have. I actually have a trio right now, and they've lived together um, on season, off season, and I have no problems. Um, but there is a dynamic... Um, relationship like i was telling you i had and i had thrown in a big female i got out of show they didn't recept to her um so i left it as the trio um for crested geckos something huh did they like grow into um, a sexual maturity together or something no believe it or not they're just about the same size and everything i put you know nice green um plannery in there to give them barriers i have the the big old um, wood bark thing that goes into like a, a little hide type thing. And um, when they just don't want to be next to each other, they kind of separate. And then when they do, they kind of interact. Um, now, crested geckos, I, I've i seen it happen. Um, the solos, a lot of people came by 12 by 12 by 18. Those exoterras that you guys were talking about yeah. for a solo. Um, some people will put pairs in there during breeding season, but then take them out. But the 18 by 18 by 24, I've seen a lot of people that need the room. They'll put a trio of Cresteds and they'll do just fine because they're not as aggressive as Chihuahuas and uh, um, Gargoyle Geckos. So, And I always tell people, too, if you really go to the wild, which is hard because you're not supposed to be there and it's a reserve, if you actually go there just like dogs us people and everything there's sometimes where we're isolated but then there's sometimes we're in a big old group and you can't control it so for people to really say are you sub can you you can't say yes or no but should you is a different i guess wording you can say you know because so, to be the people have them right and you're trying to breed them how long do you keep them together i do it di i do it way differently than everybody else but Go ahead, Penny. You can go first with gargoyles. I keep them there to the whole the whole process. 
Once I once I know she drops her first eggs and they're fertile, that's when I move the the male away because she she'll keep dropping me his babies till they're unfertile. That's when I could switch her off to another male. But usually I let them um take a break and then I'll go with a different male. From one female that'll be fertile from a male. Um, sometimes it could be two clutches. Sometimes it could be three. For me, um, I've been only getting two clutches, then it'll just go um, unfertile. What about you, Anthony? Um, well, gargoyle experience, the longest I've ever had is I had a female retain a whole season off of a male, but believe it or not, which is kind of hard to believe. But with that, gargoyles don't give you as many clutches as the crested. Crested geckos usually lay almost on the dot every time, 30 to 45 days, depending on how um, much of a veteran they are and the ovaries kind of go at it. Uh, my crested usually drop me four to six clutches a year, basically. They, I've noticed it, the digestion, the gestation period is a little longer than a crested gecko, but same thing with crested geckos. I don't keep them in like pennies, so that's where I'm saying we're a little different is they'll lock in front of me and then I separate them, which low-key, I was talking to them, how cool would it be if I put a pair together, they lock up on live for you guys and then see the whole process, which we might if we have time. But, yeah, I breed them. I take them out. Um, most of the time, if the temperature stays solid from, I like to keep it as low as 70 because you get the temperature drop and as high as 78. But I prefer to stay, like, mid-70s if I can't help it. And it's been working for me. I used to keep the trios. I used to keep them together uh, when I started originally, you know, 12 years ago, almost 13, for two seasons. And I've noticed once I switched it, my production just skyrocketed. Why? Because I get to pay attention and realize, see what each female is doing versus guessing on who's laying um who's getting the job done and stuff like that so uh and what's the incubation like like what do you guys keep them in how long what are the temps so i have a personal wine cooler that i built um i like i have a a nice computer fan that's um cost me a pretty penny i got the heat snake um heat uh, what do you call it? heat tape and i connected it to a thermostat that's connected to my fan I like to run it since I'm in the desert and when they normally lay, it can get to the hundreds. I like to keep it at a consistent uh, 70, 74 to 77. So it gives me a three degree radiant and it can hatch anywhere from 60 days to 120. But I had one year where there was a heat spike and I didn't realize my fan had shut off. They would hatch in 50 days. Dang. And they were perfectly fine. Are it those hot fine. females because it got so hot? The what? Hot females. Does that happen with crested geckos? He uh, <laughs> means like, he means like if the temperature is colder or hotter, do you get a preference in male or females oh, coming no, out? Oh, it's not sex, it's not a temperature <laughs> sex gradient. No. No, sorry. Uh -huh. I thought you were talking about the, if they continue laying eggs, but I noticed when my temperatures do drop, um, they do tend to start laying in fertiles, and they kind of 
get rid of the male sperm. Like they're gonna go into a cool down period. And do they go through brumation? Mine do not go through brumation. Uh, they actually gotten that as cold as 50 degrees. Do I like it that way? No, but sometimes you can't control it. And I want them to get that cool period to where all my females shut down completely to where I know I can get fresh eggs from a new male or if I sell them off to make sure they get something uh, completely um, what they paid for, you know? If we can tend sex these things, it would be amazing. That would be awesome. I've already tried to fluctuate it, and honestly, it's it's the same, to be real. Yeah, so I incubate at 85. What do you guys incubate? I mean, I got bearded dragons, but what do you guys incubate? Mine's 74 to 77 all the time. <laughs> Mine's is 80 to 81. Nice. And that's the same temperature I, I incubate the dragons, too. At 81? And they don't take you, like, fucking 80 days to hatch? They do, but I like it because they come out bigger. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I've seen some people doing, like, 89, and I'm like, dude, that's crazy. But no, that's, that's, crazy. That that's what it is. Like, some people don't like um, – for for gargoyles or crested or something, so people don't like going that high to incubate because they like to wait more. Like Anthony, he incubates his low because they come out bigger when they come out the egg. Mine's literally come out either the sixty day or or a little bit ahead of it. But well, that's honest. From over here, from when <laughs> I've lived in my house for over a year, a little over a year now, um. Having at 74 to 77, I'm not going to lie. They still come out 60 to 70 days almost every time. Um, but now if I go above that, um, I do notice they do come out around 55, 56 days. But um, I know some people are uh, usually concerned, and that's why they do the safe practice and stay lower from the stuff they read online because they think, they think it's going to help their gecko's head gets bigger. I've already scientifically tried it with different genetics and different parenting uh, parents. And I even ran two seasons to see if it is most of the time. Me personally, I think it's genetics, brother. Um, the only thing I can say about hatching 60 days to 120 is 120s. You just have more time in the egg. So they look more presentable when they come out, right? Follicle wise and everything and the traits. Now when they come up, uh, earlier they have a little bit more growing to do so they look a little funkier until they catch up to the what their body is supposed to look like nice yeah no, i think big heads are genetic bro my big ass head my son's got a big <laughs> head, hey know? tell petty take off the pant uh the the hoodie hey <laughs> my i got a big head i even passed it down to my daughter <laughs> oh dang bro you gave that fucking big old noggin to your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's up, bro. <laughs> That's terrible. That should not matter for structure. You're right. You have, one of our you have one of our followers right there, boss. Uh, Amy from, I, I pronounced it wrong yesterday, Sarah, Sarahific, Crested Geckos. She said the temperature shouldn't matter for the structure. And like I said, you're going to have those old timers and people who are writing in the um, on the Google and stuff in these books saying it is from that, but it's I don't think it is. <laughs> it's club. Well, let's get into some some cooler topics on these guys. Like, what are what are some of the common morphs um, in uh, gargoyles? 
Penny. You said common? Yeah, common. So, like, what do you see a lot of? Um, it'll be stripes, but um, lately, a lot of people have been working with the red stripes. Me, I'm not pre I'm not a blotch fan, but I guess it's just the people I follow that just focus more on red stripes and stuff. But it's everyone's preference because everyone likes something. Like, I may not like reticulated because they rarely show any color or something like that. But, um... Um, I have one. Hold up. Oh, Penny, I wanted to take mine out. So this will be a reticulated. Oh, okay. She's gravid, so I'm not about to, like, mess with her. All right, Penny, I got your red stripe for you. But I did mix her with a blotch. So her babies and the blotch babies, they came out reticulated with spots of reds. Red stripe obviously means the red stripes down the back. Yep. Yeah. And the orange, depending on how you did breed the offsprings, if they're from red parents, the orange will turn red. Now, if you mix the orange with the red, it's a possibility the red, the orange stays orange. Is there, yep. a, is there a genetic stripe? I guess you can low-key call those the genetic stripe because the stripes are always there if it's a stripe. Pretty much. Though, but right. It's not going to be a trait that's normally passed down like a, a ball python or anything like is that. It huh? Is it is red stripe recessive or is that a dominant gene? Um, all It's either just stripes, uh, reticulated, or blotch. Those are all going to be dominant traits that's passed down. Mm -hmm. The only thing that we found out that's recessive, and I know Penny can agree right now, is is going to be a phantom eye is a recessive. Those are badass. But those, usually they get them, like, as as they're older. I haven't, I haven't seen a baby with this, so it could take up to, like, two years or more till you actually see that. All right. So, you said blotch, red stripe. You weren't even paying attention. He was just laughing at messages. I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to write these fuckers back. Uh, and uh, the reticulated, those are the like the three common ones. And Reticulated, like, stripes, blotch. What is like a higher end? Like what is the most expensive thing on the market right now in Gargoyle? Um, it would be, well, the ones that before red stripes and stuff will be the mosaics and phantomize. Phantomize? But like up in the market will be those six stripe, um, red stripe ones you have, which Anthony has two. Of what? The six stripes? Yeah, so those are pretty hard to come by. And actually, it's been a long time since I've seen something that looks like something that's produced. And I'll bust one out right now. I actually posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah, if I had a mosaic, I would show you guys, but it literally looks like it it doesn't look it kind of looks like a reticulated, but it's not because the lines kind of form a M. It's 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 crazy, but I don't have one yet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Alright, I'll show what you guys. Uh Anthony, what are like some common morphs? Um just like easy Anybody can get a hold of uh, Chris. Ooh. Whoa. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, See how it has the one on? line right there? It has the four lines on the back, and then it has one on that. So technically, that would be your six stripes right there. Is that a phantom eye, or are all of their eyes look like that? That's no, so this actually has blue eyes. 
like grayish blue eyes with black pupils, but when he was talking about Phantom, it all goes black. Like if it was a pupil, yeah. Yeah, I have a picture of the one I used to have. I sold her in the show or else I would have showed her, but their eyes are completely dark. That's crazy. Yeah, is, so, <laughs> but now with that being said as well, though, is Penny, I'm going to alliterate off of what you just said, uh, kind of expand it, is and those so when you say common, those are the common morphs you see but then you also got color mutations that can also be common and then non-common so you have your traditional black and white coloring you have your traditional browns or your yellows well yellow is a little bit more on the on yellow the base rarer size uh rarer side because a lot of people didn't work with it but people are starting to and then um, you also have your red phase which i have a pure red gecko right here so this is not necessarily the the morph um genetic it's more of the color phase that's about it this is a yellow i've seen a and of course red uh crescent gecko going for like 25 grain <laughs> so this isn't fired up right now but i have pictures this guy does go like very very like maroon red but right now when he's fired down um because he was kind of just sleeping right now is he's pretty much bright red. Oh, and you ha do have the pastels, which which we call them pastels, but when they fire down, they're like a pinkish tone to it. Pinkish, like purple, yeah. What did you say that was a, a pastel? A pastel. So instead of calling them lavenders, like crested geckos, we call them pastels. Because you have the geckos that, um, they all fire up and fire down. But usually you see it more when they're fired down. Well, I mean, personally, me, I like I like the gargoyles fired down. I like fired down, honestly. Is that when they're darker? No. Not when they're lighter. It was a lot lighter stuff. So you'll see more contrast in the gecko. Okay. Is what it is. Because when, for like, when it's fired up, it's normally the darker base coloring, which is going to blend in a lot more with your traditional uh, bark and stuff like that. So I've noticed. Okay, what is one of the biggest mistakes you see uh, gargoyle keepers or crested gecko keepers uh, making when they first get their their reptile? Um, I don't really see that many mistakes. It's just when you do make them and then you do get eggs and gargoyles and then people just um tend to kind of lie about the parents, it kind of messes what you want to work with. Because I could easily like overhandling. Is it something you can handle a lot? Like you can, but babies, babies but, for me, you kind of can and can. But it's pretty much up to the person. I like to handle all of mine, just so like when if I ever do ship them or someone else gets them, they're easily to handle later on. But people are usually scared of the whole tail loss. What about you, Anthony, with crested geckos? You've um, been doing it a little longer. I'm sure you've seen some crazy things. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I actually did one of them, too. Um, when you start getting into, like, tubs and stuff, um, there's a lot of mistakes that can definitely go into it. Um, you can pre-drill too, um, too many holes where it gets too dry too fast, and geckos get very dehydrated and kind of croak. But then I've also seen holes where there's barely any, and it's so moist in there 
and you keep spraying it, you can cause respiratory and they kind of end up passing away that way. What's kind of a good humidity uh, for them, like 70%? Um, yeah, I would say about 60, 70%. Um, they do need their... Um, they do need their wet side. Like, so for me, when I use a six quart tub for like a baby or a small juvenile, <clears throat> I'll pretend there's a divider, the back half where the plants and like the bark and stuff is I'll spray. Cause they tend to like to drinking off the leaves cause they're not going to go to the floor. And then the front half is super dry to where if they want to get to it, they can kind of just do their own thing, you know, and have the ventilation in the front. Nice. What about you, Penny? For humidity or the, the same thing? Yeah, humidity. Um, gargoyles tend to have it a little higher than Cresties. <clears throat> and then um, for me, I have I have less holes on them just so the humidity could stay at, at its like level. Because if I do put a lot of holes in it, it just dries up and then I'll have to respray. So right now I just spray once a day. But as it gets hotter, you spray more times. Well, uh, usually about twice a day, especially in the desert out here. So no water bowls, only spraying. You could you do water could. bowls. Um, some yeah. people have been starting to say, hey, I put the water bowl and I see my thing drinking. To me, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's always cool because you can't force them to drink right when you spray. But um, if, I feel like if a gecko is going to run to that water, I feel like you're just not spraying enough. Like instead of doing a longer spray so it can kind of um, evaporate, I say do a second spray or at least during, I like to do it during the evening because that's when they start waking up. During the day, they'll sleep. So I kind of just leave it alone. So that's why you guys see me on lives and active more towards night because that's what my animals are doing. Yeah, sure. And then for water, for water bowls, I don't even keep them because usually um the spray as they lick, lick the water droplets and stuff, but they don't really drink that much because the Pangea usually takes care of it since it's more part water than the actual uh, mix. All right, so their food is pretty high in, in moisture content. You don't have to worry about yeah. it. Yes. Okay. Um, is there a mistake that you made? And I guess this doesn't necessarily have to be just in gargoyles or crested geckos, but in reptiles, um, I would like you guys to do the geckos. But a mistake that stands out to you that you made when you originally got into it or something maybe recently did and learned are we gonna be talking about when when you say mistake is it during our breeding i want to say career but our breeding time or just owning these geckos he's talking about reptiles not only geckos well he yeah. said he would like us to do geckos if we can but if not then choose one you gotta listen penny i'm sorry i but, did bro uh, yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be freaking or keeping just something that uh, stands out to you specifically. Like, I remember uh, posting my whiplets and my head whiplets saying, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bang out this pair this season. And then, you know, my good my good friend John over at Extreme Dragons was like, hey, bro, like, you can't do a head to a visual. What do you do? And I was like, oh, bro, why not? You know, so I learned that that's one mistake that kind of like always stands out to me that I always try to tell other people. You want to go first, Penny? I'm about that a lot. Well, for me, in reptiles in general, is getting a species without actually like learning about it first before I get it. I've, I've had 
that happened to me like two times. I'll just get a species and like I don't even know what to do with it. I just got it because it was cool. Uh what species did you get that was cool? Cuz that that'll that'll tell if it was acceptable or not. I was your normal Nile monitor and savanna oh, monitor. Bro, that's unacceptable. If someone was like, bro, I got this croc monitor for you, and you're like, oh, yeah, perfect, I'll buy That's it. That's different. have an enclosure and nothing for it ready, and you were just going to give it, you know, let it live in your house, I'd have been like, I already yeah. knew you were going to say something because of your now you got. <laughs> yeah, I'd have done the same. Oh, dude, bro, my now is a pain in the ass. He's a dick. Like, totally not worth it. Uh, but a croc monitor? Shit, hell yeah, that would have been totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, but that would be my, like, biggest thing, like, before you get into something, like, learn about it, you know, or ask people that you know that have it before even getting into it. So did you make that mistake with gargoyle geckos? Did you just hop into it? I didn't. Um, like I said, I'm only a year and a half in, and um, when I first saw my first, that's when I started studying up till I could save up to get one, actually. Yeah, so. Guys, yeah, just letting you know, if you're thinking about gargoyle geckos, like, sheesh. They're nice. I mean, the. Care's not too bad and stuff. You don't need lights, you know? Uh, LED lights are just to show, and so I could think they look cool and stuff, you know? <laughs> nice. So, no lights, no water bowls. Uh, you could have water bowls. It's everyone's preference. It's pretty good. Uh, eat pretty easy to feed. Kind of hard to breed. Looks super dope. Feels like, you know, an old lady skin. <laughs> But uh, no, they're they're definitely dope. I think our, I think the the color stripes uh, are my favorite personally. Like that one you got at the show was was pretty sick. Uh, what about you, Anthony? So, uh, what is the the favorite uh, reptile that you have in your collection? My favorite, or or what was my mistake first? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, what's your uh, what's your favorite? No, because you already answered your mistake, right? Uh, no, I didn't, but it's okay. My bad. All right. So, what what was it? He's stoned. He answered people's mistakes. <laughs> no, but honestly, I can make it quick. My biggest mistake was, and I know a lot of people do it. Well, not that mistake. My biggest mistake is I went a lot of female heavy and uh, bought all these cool morphs and then bought the just one male to like two, three females. And those males didn't want to do the job or the females overpowered the males. And now I just sat on a female that could have been potentially with somebody else or could have done something with me. Um, but I was just thinking about the egg production, but I didn't realize that there is a compatibility process that goes with some geckos. I just put some in um, first time males in with some of the females no luck at all. Like literally the second he touched her tail, she freaked out. I threw in my veteran males and got the job done in like 20, 30 seconds. So it does go a long way. And, um, but the biggest mistake also, but I see other people do that I didn't do is I already knew this was a passion. I worked at a reptile shop. So I knew, Hey, geckos were my thing. This is what I wanted to do is a lot of people just see dollar signs because they think it's so easy that they buy too many that they, that they can't handle. Because we gotta understand, yeah, okay, fruit smoothie, cool, no lights, cool. But guess what? 
a monitor, if you have a water bowl, you don't need to go refill the water bowl every day unless you choose to, which is nice if you do. But geckos, you have to spray every day. So some people are like, my gecko is all dried up and dead and all this other stuff. And you see with some breeders, too, that they'll buy a collection and they let it go. You know, some people could say it was like me and the dragons, right? But there was a whole different background on what really happened. So to clarify is I have colored eyes. A lot of people do. Is um, I had a firework accident where my cousin lost his whole wrist and it blew up literally in our face. Um, so basically with that, it kind of screwed up some of my pupils and stuff like that where the doctor says, if I do decide to keep the dragons, I just need a prescription um, sunglasses and high desert has the same issue. So it's not like some bogus answer and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it's like if I, till I do it, and I feel like I would just never have the love for it, like I do geckos, I was like, okay, let me just slow down and back up. I'll still have one or two, but I'm not going to go on that crazy route that I thought I wanted to do and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, just to let you know, okay, about this fucking water bowl in my now monitoring case, right? <laughs> this is a fucking five-gallon tote. That I have to change fucking at least every other day. Cause yeah, because he kicks it up, right? He kicks he it up, the dirt. <laughs> well, he'll, he's not as bad because I got a bunch of bark in there. Um, oh, okay. Top layer, but, bro, that's his favorite place to shit. So he doesn't really <laughs> shit in the rest of the cage, but he always goes in his big-ass water tub and just takes a bunch of shit. So I got to real quick. So your monitor, do you feed heavy? Like, instead of feeding, like, every day or whatever, do you just feed him heavily? Because for me, uh, when I have monitors, I notice when I do it heavy, they like to sit in the water to break up that food. So I actually tend to feed them a little less and throughout the day. And I had a little bit of better luck. But I know some people don't do that. But I feed every other day for um, for my Nile monitor, for my mangrove monitor, for the Quincy monitor, um, the Ackies. It's literally every other day. So the... Uh, hey, Skelly Edition. I just always try to do, and I, so I'll weigh them once a month, like at the beginning of the month, and uh -huh. I'll be like, uh, I think it's like three to five percent of their body weight, right? So most of them are on like one to two hoppers every other day. Uh -huh. uh, like Nile, he'll eat, uh, and it, it's not always hoppers. Sometimes it's fish. Like I try not to do high fat stuff, um, but they love tilapia. They love uh, rock. Um, some of them will eat uh, eggs like if I hard boil eggs and I just kind of crack them they'll tear those up the mangrove monitor does, doesn't really like eggs but everybody else will, will eat them even the legless lizards like when you guys were doing that live the other day I was going to come on and show you they eat pinkies bro but they're, it's like people are like what's if it doesn't have legs you know it should have hopped on I wanted to see that unhinge its jaw or anything it literally just like chews its food like like a lizard uh it's crazy and instead of like wrapping around your arm and you feeling like the muscles using your arm to hold it on like a lizard they use their neck snake it doesn't do that it just goes out straight and falls off like they're the most retarded craziest looking things ever they they actually live most of their life under uh the substrate that's crazy all right, uh, let's get to this, to this last one. What, Penny, what's the favorite? Uh, I guess we could just do reptile. What's your favorite reptile you got in your collection? Cause, cause I know to me, it would be Casper. 
What? Casper? Uh, Pectinata. You know uh, what that's what you mean, the new one? Huh? The banana? Nah, I still like the pies because of the black and white. Black and white always looks good together, bro. Like, you can't beat that. I mean, the, the yellow one is nice, but to my second favorite animal, it would probably be a, a gargoyle. What's your second favorite animal that's your first favorite gargoyle? What? <laughs> What's your favorite gargoyle? <laughs> uh, one of the restaurant females I have. She has a thicker red than all of them, and her red is kind of like almost like the color of our blood, just a little d darker. So better than that one from the show at Pomona. Yeah. Maybe. All right, Anthony. What about you? Um, it's a toss. It's a it's a crusty gecko, obviously. Um, that's just because that's what I do. But it's a toss up. My favorite is a toss up between um, Bumblebee and then. I got What's up, guys? So, uh, I put my phone in one of those waterproof cases, you know, the life cases, waterproof cases, and it overheated, but, uh, I still got the live, so it'll be uploaded to YouTube as well, but we got something special for you, uh, to finish off the podcast. Uh, we wanted to finish up the last podcast He's going to get on right now in a sec. Right. Oh, Street Smart. What up, what up, what up? Sheesh. <laughs> okay, so it literally saved to you doing What's this. up, Brian? Like, the video ended with Anthony just... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. Hey, you got to go bang, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, guys. Uh, phone overheated. You know, slight accident. Oh, look at that sticker, though, bro. That shit's clean. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. The sticker was so hot it made it overheat, bro. Yeah, Careful. I think it was. I think it was that pair of crested geckos you were about to show. Oh, like, J.K. Dragon. It was the hands that did it. It was like, <laughs> oh, you should be a hand model, bro. <laughs> it's because his hands already knew there was food coming on the way. Hey, catch me on a, a Penny's OnlyFans with the hands. <laughs> <laughs> For all you fans, For all you fans out there. For all you fans out there, you know, support the other side of this. Hand fans. Um, but was that, so was that was that the end of the questions or? Yeah, yeah, that was all the questions I, I had. Uh, I just now we're gonna end it with uh with your pair that you're gonna put up together for us. Show some people. Yeah, Anthony's about to show us some lizard porn. About to show you how it's done. I need somebody to play that good good music. You know they don't do without it, but oh, let's say hold on. Copyrighted. We can't do <laughs> Gonna end the live again. I need somebody to do sign language or something. Jesus. Uh, Penny will serenade us with um, uh, an acoustic guitar. 
Hey, Penny, oh. just show your face right in the camera like I'm... this so that geckos can get it off. I, Bro, I stopped Penny playing guitar like three years ago. In high school. I don't, I don't know. even know if I still got it. Bathroom break at at work. Yeah, you're working this late. Dang, bro, you're in the bathroom watching the podcast. You better stand there, bro. That's a long break. Just give me a second because I gotta think of who I'm gonna throw to my Lily White, and then we'll go from there. Jeez. So, oh, uh, there's actually one other question I have, real quick. Is there any morphs that you can't breed together? Is it like you know, yes, like trains the trains you can't do? Like, what are the morphs you can't? Lily White to Lily White, you will create a leucistic. Leucistic have been known to die in the egg, come out of the egg, or a deformed or non-livable past 24 hours. Um, a lot of defects. That's it. Nice. There you guys go. Those are the don'ts. You don't go Everything to the bathroom you see Penny and a beanie? <laughs> um, before we show a pair, though, I'm going to show you guys Holy Grail. And I'm going to just show you guys just one of many of his children's, too. So this is the one that's a generation beneath him. So this was one of his first kids. And this is one of my lavender lines. I just hope he doesn't try to... He's already turning, trying to bite me. So we'll see what happens. So this is Holy Grail. This is my Lily White that started everything. He's about six years Dang. old. Dang. He don't like cameras. I'm sorry. He's He's more... He said, Dad, show your hand model, not me. <laughs> and then this is his lavender line uh, daughter that's already produced last season for me. But I don't want him too close because he will try to mate her. But you can see the purple in there. So yeah, you can see how the cream just blended right in for me. Puff, puff, pasture, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, what are we going to breed today? I'm going to show you my baby right here. You need one of these, Jeremiah. What? You need one of these. Bro, I got one. You kidding? A Lewisite? Let me... Bro, mine is way better than... Let me bust this. That's a Lewisite. He said way better than that. Though. Let me see the blue. Oh, <laughs> Let me see the blues. <laughs> Show me something that's as blue as his head. And are you going to breed your dinosaurs? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get First eggs this year. Badass. Whoa, what is that? Look, no, look look how badass mine is. Let me, let me go get the banana real quick. Hold up. Ah. Bro, you do not want none of this psycho right here. Okay. Who do I want to breed him to? That's the question, man. Jesus. What about this one, Jeremiah? Oh, come on, bro. Are you flexing right now? I, I could flex bigger after him. <laughs> bro, bro, are you flexing right now? I got you. I got you one of his babies whenever I get some. All right. All right. All right. All right. Where else? Yeah, I can't bust out nothing that's cool because it, it won't be chill, bro. Hey, let me see those um legless lizards. Can you, can you pull them up? Oh, bro. Yeah, let me see those. 
I, I only seen like half the video. I can't take out Casper. That was in the log. I want to have Anthony's problem when I'm older. What? Um, being fat? <laughs> hey, Penny, it's better than having a big old forehead, bro. Sheesh. Because <laughs> being fat means you're just eating good. And my geckos are definitely letting me eat good. So, oh, like, bro, it's, it looks so silky. Oh, you know what? This would be an awesome pairing. Ooh, Do yeah. the sides open up? I don't know, bro. It's like it like breathes, kind of. Yeah, it looks like it opened up. Yeah, it does. All it right, like so we're gonna try this one, guys. So let's cross our fingers. All right, let's see this. The finale, guys. I hear your burst chirping. Hey, shut up, Kenny. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, right on the mouth? That's a no-go, bro. You're not going to get no ladies like that, bro. So I kind of assist them sometimes. Ooh, assist them. Oh, that sounds dirty. Yeah. You know, got to help them with the hand. Bro, I got a bearded dragon that's like that. He just likes to grab him by the neck and just show him who's boss real quick. No, so the only times I do that is, like, if it's a way bigger female and stuff, I will assist them because they tend, like, the females will throw their bodies around and the males can't really manipulate them. Who am I 5K for both? So hopefully it goes through and we'll see what happens. Who's going to win 1v1? Where did I put my gun? <laughs> Gecko Wrestling. All right, who's got their money on him? That was about a body slammer. Hopefully. <laughs> so he's just trying to push her off the wall right now and walk her down. And then once he feels the flat grounds, he'll go ahead and start maneuvering his tail. If he doesn't get tired first. Are they making that noise? Yeah. yeah, so the female screaming, saying she doesn't want anything to do with it. The male's letting her know, hey, well, it's going to go down <laughs> regardless. Why well, get premium when you can watch this live? <laughs> <laughs> I got 50 on the one on top. I'm on top, Penny's on bottom. <laughs> I'm always on top. <laughs> Gotta throw him down. <laughs> but if you, uh, I don't know if you could see that, but she opened her mouth and you could see all the white calcium sacs in her mouth. So that means she can carry fertile eggs already and stuff. So it's just a matter of she's going to go allow it. But she's calming down, so it should happen. Should have took bets on how long. Should've Normally it happens right away, but you can see how aggressive he is, like, going to try to breed. Gargoyles, you would have to kind of, like, leave him and stuff. So it's kind of a work in progress. Oh, 
Let's get some numbers with their town. So you see how he's trying to maneuver that tail now? Yeah. yeah. She just needs to stop working him so hard, man. Like, and they, and she's actually a virgin, so with them, they get a little bit more nervous and don't know what's really going on. So, but I didn't want to do a same pairing as last year, so we're like, we'll just check it out. And now, what are you hoping to get out of this pairing? So, she is actually a lavender extreme. Holy Girls does throw a lot of lavenders out there. So, I'm expecting uh, a lot of lavender base, possibly a little bit of dark base with his genetics. Uh, full pinstripes, obviously, for every single baby. And then, hopefully, the lavender cream that she has on the side spreads all the way up the side uh, laterals on each one of the babies. So it was a strategic um, breeding. She was up to size last year, but she was never receptive. So I kind of just let her do her thing. But like, if you see right here, you see how she's throwing that tail. If he does wrap that uh, tail underneath, she will be receptive for him. He just, she's just testing him right now to see if he's um, dominant enough to handle her. If I threw one of my new beginning males, the, he wouldn't even be able to mount her like this. So, and sometimes it does take a couple of days, you know, a couple of different pairings to try it out. So, noise <laughs> is crazy, bro. It sounds like a frog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right cool so he should be trying to step over her in a minute she's just a hefty one dude so he did step over now he's going to try to crank underneath he's going to start wiggling this is what happens when you're so good with gecko porn yeah. <laughs> you kind of learn these things the 101 the birds and the bees. So right now he's underneath the cloaca trying to adjust the the man parts of the female parts. And then at the last second he's just gonna go ahead and just ram it in. Oh, oh. she's on no don't do it. They'll be slapping them cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> And this is way more complicated than Bearded Dragon's. Like, my Bearded Dragon got that far. He's in already. Pretty much. <laughs> Bro, my Bearded Dragon, even if he's not in, like, he's already showing his hemipenes and just uh, everything's everywhere, like, before he even gets near it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's so quiet. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's interesting watching geckos, you know, do their little thing. So is he locked in right now or no? 
No, he's not. So I'm actually on the other side waiting for him to try to lock it in. But right now, he's just securing his thing. He had to fight her down. So basically, he's trying to catch his breath. And then he's going <laughs> to use the backside to lift up and then just literally, like, shove it in. So there's 30 of us perverts watching. <laughs> it's serious business. Everyone hey, this is better than animal training. Fingers crossed. Everybody cross your fingers at home. Got to make sure he gets it in. <laughs> Everybody uh, tap that little uh, triangle in the bottom right corner and send this That's that friend penny penny. Live. You know I tap Penny's cheeks. <laughs> Real quick. <laughs> Real that's, quick. That's, There's no question. I'll hold him down. <laughs> that's Chris. That's, that looks like Chris and Street Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> Rising. <laughs> so technically, since he bit her on the right side, he's on the wrong side. Technic technically, if you want to get personal with it. Realize that once you he likes that reach over, he might jump on the other side. So we'll see. Penny Anthony was chirping. <laughs> no, that's Penny's chirping right there. Anthony's sure. a screamer. <laughs> I'm a biter. <laughs> Help a homie out, LOL. Nah, if I put my finger in there, he'll let go and he'll bite my finger. Like, he's so reactive. It's not even funny. I reach over. <laughs> now that's him chirping. He's like, hey, bro, like, I'm not going to let go. Like, I ain't going all day. <laughs> the iguana is like, what the fuck? <laughs> that fool is just watching. He just got on my beanie and started watching. He's like, ooh, porn. <laughs> oh, he's like, oh, they caught me. And the Five dollars if you reach is over. The reach around, guys, just to let you know. The reach around is different. Okay. Come here, Penny. Bend over. I'm going to reach around. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, does the biting hurt? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think. If I had another pairing, uh, you know what? I have another one that could possibly go down pretty, uh, a little faster too. So we'll try it. He wanna wishes that was him. Honestly, for real. Um, I don't think I paired him yesterday, so we should be okay. I like to give him at least uh, two to three days minimum of a break in between, so I'm not overworking him. That's because Anthony's always hungry. What you got behind you, Penny? This is a banana pectinata. Doing it sideways. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to grab the other pair right now. Where are you at? I just had you. Come on, mama. No, bring that poop on me. I don't trust you being on like that. So I can use you, oh, girl. On, bro. Let's get that online can... one time. Just, you know. Apple right just trying to show his booty. Oh, and then in the enclosure, they're all they're all Argo geckos. All right, guys. So I got two more. Wrong home with that. Wait, which one did breed yesterday? All right, this was tricolor. Rock stars one thirty. What's today's date? The first or second? First. Oh, okay. 
Dang. So he may not lock up, but hopefully he does. But we're going to try it. Anthony promised us a lot, guys. Just to let you know. That's why we all got back on. He promised us a lot. I said I'd try. Jesus. I, he, he told me he was the best he's ever met. I was like, dang, bro. That's a look, lot. Look, you guys want to see an aggressive gecko? Look, watch. Look, 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 look. Watch, 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 watch. He wants to bite me so bad. The finger. It's <laughs> so crazy when they look straight up. At, are you like that? Yeah, I try to. Penny tries to look back at me. <laughs> look back at it. Let me show you guys how it's done. I think underwear is still a virgin. I got a few more minutes before I got to go get me some dinner. Let's see what these guys can do. Oh, look at that guy. They both have big, huge crests, too, as you can see. That's something I, I was happy with with this. So, look, he's sniffing. He can smell there's a female. He's got that big head gene for sure. Yeah, Anthony has a scent when I'm close to him, too. Look, see, I noticed. Like, I noticed a female wrote. <laughs> Man, this one's like a turtle race. He's going to gently bite her, and then he's going to, like, go crazy on her. If he's interested, like I said, he did breed yesterday, see? He gently nipped her, and he's going to work his way up. He's croaking, letting, know, letting her know that she's ready. And then she is staying there, so you might get a confirmed locked here, bro. To be honest, she's not squirming like the other one. So that's a good reception sign. That's some expensive sex. <laughs> Free her, buddy. Come on. So right now, like I said, they have bad eyesight because it is – it is pretty bright in here, but he's going to try to bite her when she starts moving. See, now he's hanging on for the ride of his life. Who's laughing? That penny laugh. That penny laugh. So, look, she's straightening out, and, look, he's about to wrap the tail. <laughs> and you're going to be all set. So, I'm hoping for high creams. And high yellows on this one. So that's my goal. Cloudy trains. Don't refer to Chris. You don't even know about Chris. You barely got some. Or oh, your girl has some. Look, he's doing the reach, <laughs> the reach over method too. Perfect. He got a good, good bite. He's going to lean over and he's going to try to wrap her. Watch. Dang, dude, I got to really stop feeding my females so much. They're so big compared to these males. Like, she's walking no problem. <laughs> the males are supposed to hold them down. <laughs> it's not working. She look like Debo out there. Sheesh. Is that the Korean yellow? Is <laughs> <laughs> that that? Tony, <laughs> got me watching this report at work. You're still in the restroom, Cloudy. Damn. Damn. Well, like I said, he did just breed yesterday, so he might not have that much testosterone to want to keep pushing. So, Sheesh. 
Well, you guys saw what it what it looks like, some of the signs and everything. I, I mean, you might as well say the other one's live. It's not like you oh, guys see shoot. any different. Oh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like messing with them, dude. <laughs> oh, ah! Come on, we need some blood before the podcast is over. No kidding, we didn't even get a lock. I could have locked faster like that. Look, what? <laughs> oh, like I said, he doesn't have that much testosterone levels right now because he did just breathe at like ten o'clock last night. You guys saw the telltale signs, the croaking, the bite. Well, he's still on her. Look at that. Like he ain't letting go. <laughs> Take a bite, I'll tell you fought. A grown man scared. Oh <laughs> <laughs> now, now you gotta run away. You know what? Watch this. I know you gotta go, but I got I got a male that's super, super mean. And he might he might knock it out. When I say mean, he's mean. I don't I don't mess with him. <laughs> we'll go to what? Oh, yeah, he's definitely trying to bite me. Gosh. Hey, we'll go to Underworld Live after he says he's gonna show you how he locks to his gecko. <laughs> Damn. Right. So look, I gotta use. I got to use one of these. He's mean, dude. Like, he's going to try to pipe, bite me before I put him down. Damn. Yeesh. No, 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 no. Look. Look at here. <laughs> That's more like bearded dragons. <laughs> they just charge quick. Yeah, yeah. I should have given him another receptive female, but... That's one I would probably pair to him, so I was like, I'll try it. This is 2022, 30 people watching Lizard Porn at work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what does the podcast come to? <laughs> some Disgusting. National Geographic stuff, because I haven't going to be that. some OF podcast. Before we get too much deeper and I can't upload this to freaking YouTube for the Lizard Porn, I want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors tonight. We got Travis from Cool Dragons, Anthony from Golden Line Cresties, Penny from LA Exotics, John from Extreme Dragons, Christy from JK Dragons, Jason from High Desert Dragons, Stephen from Sapphire Dragons, Colin from Superfly Dragon Guy, and Ryan from Frizing's Reptiles Guy. All these guys help make the podcast uh, possible. All the merch, everything you see, uh, it's possible because of these guys. So. If you're a part of our Patreon or any of that, and you're getting some of these cool new stickers that we got out, um, and when you guys see the new banner, all the shirts, everything that comes out this year is going to be uh, thanks to these guys. So shout out these guys. Go follow them if you're not already. Damn, bro. That looks way more aggressive than a bearded dragon. I don't, I don't think female bites back. You hope she does, you said? I said, I don't think she bites back. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. Look, she bit him and he stops. I like Thunderworld when I get on top of him. I'm mean. <laughs> oh. Look, when I touch him, I might get bit. Oh, okay, never mind. He's like, I'm done. So, like, I, she bit she's me. not ovulating or whatever, so she's not being receptive. What I do is I try at least 
two times a week until it happens, and then we're confirmed locked and we're good. All right, guys, there's some tips if you're trying to breed. Uh, and if you guys watch the podcast, um, you pretty much know everything you need to know about Cresties and Gargoyle Geckos. Everything will be uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you can, go check it out on Red Zone Reptiles' YouTube channel. Um, and you'll see all the future podcasts you can catch up if you're a new subscriber. And please go, uh, if you got a YouTube channel, go subscribe. It's super easy. We appreciate it. And uh, keep following the podcast. I appreciate all the people that tuned in tonight and uh, all the sponsors. Shh. Have a good one, guys. See you later. Have a good one.